Okay. Do people even like music in a podcast? I don't know. Maybe they'll think I'm dropping a mixtape. Hey, what's up, family? It is your host, Jordan Beechnov, the brand new podcast of Crossing the Jordan. So why Crossing the Jordan? Why that name? Let's get right into why that name. So I was praying and thinking about thinking about a podcast name for like two or three weeks and nothing was coming to me other than just like over the top corny stuff. And then I brought it up to a group of friends of mine who we get together every so often and talk about charisms, different gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I brought it up that I've been trying to think of a podcast name. And right off the top, my buddy Patrick was like, what about Crossing the Jordan? And we all laughed thinking like, yeah, one, that sounds great. And two, it's kind of funny. But even at that time, I don't, I don't think Patrick saw like how deep that was. And until, and even either did I, until I like prayed about it more and thought about the depth of what that actually means to me. And so shout out to Patrick who got that within a split second. So why crossing the Jordan? So crossing the Tiber uh, is a very uh, common phrase for people that convert to the Catholic Church because the Tiber River runs through Rome. So crossing the Tiber is like you're converting to the Catholic Church. And so, and then also the Jordan River was the river that the Israelites were led across by Joshua, the successor of Moses, uh, into the promised land on their pilgrimage which is significant to me because how they did that was they held the Ark of the Covenant and the waters were split open and they the Israelites walked on dry ground over into the promised land of Israel. But the Ark of the Covenant contained the holy presence of Yahweh. And also they had the miraculous bread from heaven, manna. They had the staff or rod of the high priest, Aaron. And then they also had the Ten Commandments, the law written on stone, which those were all prefigurements of Jesus because Jesus is the eternal high priest who conquered sin and death. He is the true bread from heaven in the Eucharist and he is the word, the law made flesh. And Jesus himself, the fulfillment of all those things were contained in the Ark of the New Covenant, which is Mary's womb. Mary, she is the fulfillment of the Ark of the Old Covenant. And both, obviously, Jesus and Mary have been huge in my walk because Mary, as my mother, who Jesus gave us at the cross, she has been pulling me closer every single day towards Jesus and his will for me. And Jesus himself gives himself to me every single day as the true bread from heaven in the Eucharist, the eternal high priest, the word made flesh every single day in the Eucharist on my personal pilgrimage to the promised land of heaven. And and then also Jesus was baptized in the Jordan where the heavens were opened over him before he began his public ministry and the Holy Spirit descended upon him and the heavens remained open. And now that I'm living this Christian life, I realize that at at my baptism, I have that same reality of the heavens being opened. And through that, I have been saved. And then right now I am being saved by Jesus. And I hope in the future to be saved by his grace. And so, and also, hey, my name is Jordan. So there you go. That's the whole reason why this podcast's name is Crossing the Jordan. So shout out to Patrick. So the whole reason on why I wanted to do this podcast, and I'll get into a little bit more in a little bit, but it's basically because Jesus has changed my life. The Catholic faith has changed my life. 
and I want to share the truth of it, and I want to bring people into the fullness of truth that Jesus wants everyone to be in. So this, and I was not always like how I am now, so I'll share a little bit about uh, how uh Jesus has changed my life. So growing up, I was blessed with an amazing family, extremely supportive mom and dad, and awesome support system around me with extended family and friends. And I had an older sister and a younger brother. And my childhood was all like, I was very involved with sports and I was good in school and I had a lot of friends. And with faith-wise, I was baptized when I was young, but we didn't really do much in the faith at all. Um, If we did anything, we would typically go to like a non-denominational play or performance on Easter. So other than that, I didn't know much about any faith, let alone the Catholic faith, and we were not involved in it. So, and then uh, as sports continued and school continued, I got an opportunity to go play football in college, and I followed my sister's footsteps over to the college where I played football. She ran track there before before I did. And so I went there to play football and I was very focused on football in school. But then I had two major knee surgeries. And during that time, I had the chance to pick up my Bible and just start reading it. And uh, I started going to this non-denominational church that was over there. And I it was a great time. Like it was this huge community. Everybody was super loving and welcoming. And we did like praise and worship for 30 to 40 minutes every Sunday. And I had a lot of fun. And uh, we did like Bible studies, but I didn't get like super ingrained into the community. But um, I kind of floated in and out of that uh, relationship with the Lord in that non-denominational church in college. And then... Uh, And then football uh, actually kind of came to a halt because after my second knee surgery, I started having arthritis in my knee, so I was getting knee injections. So it just continued this problem. So I was actually offered a medical hardship where I can retain my scholarship, but then I can never play football again. So I took that opportunity to focus on school and actually change my major to accounting, which I wasn't before. Couldn't couldn't do it with football uh, practice um, the way it was. So switched my major to accounting. And I got my degree. I moved downtown Grand Rapids. And that opportunity of changing my major also uh, and without football anymore gave me the opportunity to take up internships. And then those internships got me an opportunity to move to Detroit, where my current employer is. And and it was kind of a no-brainer for me to move to Detroit from there, which was not my original plan. I thought I was going to be living in Grand Rapids the rest of my life. But uh, it was a no-brainer because it was a bigger market for my career, but also my sister and my brother-in-law, and I didn't have them not then, but I have two nieces now, and I wanted to live. I wanted to live near family, so uh, it got me that opportunity over there. But even while I was living in Grand Rapids, I started like experimenting amongst other churches, and I was going uh, to different traditions. So I actually went to like an Episcopalian church and that actually seemed the most attractive to me because it was more traditional. Like the priest or the pastor was wearing uh, uh, vestments and everybody was super nice. And they actually let me receive communion. Those Catholics did not let me receive communion. I don't know what they thought. They thought they were better than me. (laughs) So I actually liked the Episcopalian church, but I actually never returned after that one visit. Just like something was just always missing there. So really in Grand Rapids, I just started, like I kind of kept to myself with just me and the Bible and Jesus. Um, And so then when I moved to Detroit, me and my sister, we were going to a non-denominational church and it was 
and we did enjoy it but there was it was a little bit even more over the top like we went and got coffee there and then we would walk in and it'd basically be like a concert or like a um just a performance because there'd be like smoke machines and praise and worship for 40 minutes and it was a lot of fun like everybody was super nice and on fire for jesus but something was still dismissing but i didn't want to uh i guess accept that but then my sister she texted me one day in the fall of 2016 at saying that she's joining the rcia program at saint mary's which is a catholic church and the rcia program is rights of christian initiation for adults so it's basically adult catechism for uh catholics and uh then she asked me to join it with her and first off i was kind of confused on why she was doing that i'm like catholics are crazy i don't know why you're doing that but she was like you know i've never been baptized i've never had a relationship with jesus and i want to have the faith that my family has because her her husband is uh, Catholic, and they baptized their first daughter at that time into the Catholic Church, and so she wanted to do that journey, and she asked me to do it with her. And first, I was like, "Heck no, absolutely not! I like the Catholic Church is not for me. I don't know what they what they're thinking or what they're doing in there, um, because." As far as I know, all the Catholic friends that I had could not answer to any questions that I ever had. The same, the basic questions like, "Do that? Are you guys worshiping Mary? Why do you confess your sins to a priest? You know, the church is is the body is there are the true believers. It's not the a brick building as if like the Catholic Church taught that. And then what are you doing at Mass? Like it looks like you get nothing out of that. Like what are you doing in there? So and nobody could answer to it. So I wasn't. I wasn't anti-Catholic to the point of like trying to convert uh, Catholics or telling them that they're completely wrong or anything like that. But I just knew from whatever everyone's told me and just from the outside looking in, it just seemed completely wrong and nobody can answer to my question. So I was just, I told my sister, nope, not for me. But, you know, the RCA program, she was like, it's seven, eight months long. You're not becoming Catholic by entering the class it's a time for inquiry and to see if you truly do want to live the fullness of the christian faith i was like okay well you know what so i'll i'll go through this with you really to support you but also maybe i'll convert uh some people in there maybe even father paul <laughs> i was really coming for father paul but for me, I probably wasn't going to become Catholic. I was thinking as soon as I hear something completely wrong or just not logical at all or not biblical or just just something clearly wrong or off, I'll just leave. I don't owe them anything. I'll just leave. And uh, and even the first time that we met as a group, it wasn't even like a class setting. It was just intro, introdu- introducing each other. And, the, and Father Paul was giving us a tour of the church and telling us all the symbolism of the the stained glass windows and the pillars of the church which is uh like the the it says in ephesians that the church is built on the pillars of the apostles so they uh, and that was the church and then the then the church foundation and structure is kind of set up like a ship because we are in the ship of saint peter going on this pilgrimage together as one big family and then also he is showing us the altar and the tabernacle, which I still wasn't sure what it was or where it was and why people genuflected to it or kneeled to it. And then then he told, but everything just seemed really beautiful, but still didn't really get it. And then he then he was talking about the the pulpit where the you know the word is proclaimed, and he was saying how the 
same readings that he reads or that's read there every day are read throughout the entire world that same day. I was like, holy crap, that is really beautiful because where I come from, uh, you just choose on a few pieces of scripture and you just preach on those for the half hour to 20 minutes or so. And, but I was like, okay, that's beautiful. But, you know, so it just goes to show like how much I didn't know and how much I just like assumed was wrong with the Catholic church. And I didn't even know what they believed. But anyway, so I took it as, you know, I'm just going to continue asking a ton of questions. So I, outside of, even outside of the RSA program, I listened to every podcast, every video, every debate. Um, I bought a ton, too many books. I bought a ton of books, listened to every podcast. I emailed, texted, called Father Paul all the time with all these questions. And that's why he, <laughs> we are good friends now because holy crap, I bugged the crap out of him. But that's what the Catholic Church wants us to do. We were built, uh, the Lord built us with an intellect, so ask questions. And the church has 2,000 years of people asking all these questions. Like, I don't have an original question, and I sure don't have an original answer, but these are, we have the smartest people in the entire world for 2,000 years debating and talking about all of these philosophical, theological questions from the easiest and the most, and the weirdest questions to the most difficult. So, uh, I was like, holy crap, this is, this is it. So when uh, it was coming towards Easter and I was about to receive Jesus for the first time in the Eucharist and be sealed with the Holy Spirit in confirmation, it was all, it was, I could articulate it that this was true. This was all true. Like this is Jesus' church, Jesus's church that he founded and Jesus truly is present in the Eucharist. But it was still mainly all in my intellect. And, uh, but after that first time I received Jesus in the Eucharist and he sealed me in the Holy Spirit on confirmation on that Easter of 2017, that was so grace-filled because over that summer, it was a transfer of the intellect of my mind and transferred directly into my heart. So as that process was taking over my entire heart, I was like, holy crap, my life has to change and I have to get so involved and I need to, this is the most important thing in the world, our people's salvation, which, but also like Jesus came to bring us life and life abundantly here and now. So people's life can change just as he changed mine and healed different aspects of my, of my life. And particularly the Catholic faith brought you the most intimate relationship with Jesus and all the teachings are true. And this, the Catholic faith is the fullness of the Christian faith. But as, as, so when it entered my heart, I was like, holy crap, anything that I can do in the Catholic faith, I'll do it. So young Catholic professionals popped up. So got involved in that parish council. They needed a member. So, hey, sign me up for that. You need a lector? I got you. I just said yes to everything, probably a little too much, but I said yes to just about everything. But then also I started feeling and knowing the tr- the truth of Jesus's Jesus truly being resurrected and on August 30th of 2017 at a young Catholic professionals event downtown Detroit I went up to our chaplain at the time Father Patrick an awesome friend of mine please Father Patrick Gagno he is the most spirit-filled person that I've ever met in my life and he has drastically changed my life and uh well God through him <laughs> has drastically changed my life but please go. He has an awesome conversion story to the Catholic faith, but go listen to his podcast, Free Mustard Seeds. He 
shares all of his homilies and his talks and they're awesome and they're extremely fruitful for anybody to listen to. So go, go listen to his podcast. But so I went up to Father Patrick at that time at that YCP event to really ask him for courage, if, if we could pray for courage and just boldness because there was this homeless man outside of work and I never wanted to stop and be the weirdo with amongst my coworkers and strangers just to stop and talk to this homeless person. So we're praying and just like Father Patrick, we're like four or five minutes into this prayer and then he touched my palms and he asked God to give me the charism of healing and my arms and hands like shot up with electricity my my uh, forearms were pulsating my hands were on fire my like I got baptized in the spirit that day and when I opened my eyes everybody had a glow around them I could not wipe this joy off my face and the intensity of the electricity in my arms from the Holy Spirit was so intense that 24 hours later I it honestly was still like almost uncomfortable like it was still pulsating through my arms and my forearms well that night on august 30th of 2017 me and two of my awesome friends tim and leah we were talking with a homeless man and uh i asked him actually (laughs) kind of like stepped away from my friends and i asked him about hey do you have any uh, physical pain. And he told me that his, his elbow and his knee always hurt, but I was so nervous to ask him if I could pray with him for healing with my friends there. So we actually said goodbye and I faked goodbye and I went around with my car, parked a different spot, spot of Greek town in downtown Detroit, ran back up to Tony and please pray for Tony. But I was like, all right, brother, let's pray. I had no idea how to pray for healing, but Hey, I was just going to just going to do my best. It's not, it's not me anyways. It's all the Lord. So pray over his elbow. He could not straighten his elbow after prayer, could straighten his elbow, uh, went for his left knee, prayed over his knee. It wasn't perfect, but he can move in much better. So then the, there we are at one in the morning, downtown Detroit on, on a Wednesday night, Thursday morning, wa- running down Greek town with me and my buddy, Tony. <laughs> and then I saw the reality of the life changing uh, encounter that the that Jesus wants to to give to people, and He healed His elbow and His knee, not for that elbow and knee, but for His heart. He is revealing these things to people because that is what He wants to do to our souls and our hearts, and He longs for to get to actually He longs for us to receive what He wants to give us, but. And then after that, I just started praying for healing, both uh, physical, physically, but, but also for deliverance from mental or spiritual or intellectual bondages. And so I started praying all the time. And then I started feeling a strong call to the priesthood. And I was strongly discerning this because real tangible things were happening. People were asking me about the priesthood, my family, my friends, strangers, and uh, scripture, different parts of scripture would really pop out to me. I'd see signs everywhere. Stuff would happen all the time that would point to the priesthood. And I fell in love with the idea because why wouldn't I want to give my life completely to Jesus? I was so ready to just, I was, I was, I was, was not hesitating to sell my house, my car, and enter the seminary. Um, And I went to a discernment weekend, and that was awesome. And so I was falling in love with that idea. But then the Lord started revealing to me about uh, marriage and being a father of my own children. And I did not think that calling was for me. I just kept pushing it away. And I would even pray the rosary every single day. And I would ask Mary for the courage to accept my vocation like she did, that God's will be done in my life. And I still just kept pushing it away, pushing it away. 
because I thought the priesthood was where I w- wanted to be called. And I, I thought it would just be an awesome testimony to my family and my friends to the truth of Jesus and his church. And I just wanted to do that all the time. But the Lord's plan is always better for our life and our salvation. So uh, then I, and I'll talk about this in another podcast about Mary, but when I had an opportunity with a group of friends to walk the Camino de Santiago, the way of St. James in Spain, we backpacked for two weeks. But before that, uh, me and three other of my friends at the time, uh, went to different parts of France, and at Lourdes, I had a crazy encounter with Mary, and my vocation was strongly <laughs> revealed, and I accepted it, and that peace that I felt was so intense. I've never felt that much peace in my entire life. So I knew that at that time I was called to be a father of my own children and to be a husband someday, and because of all that, I really wanted to do something with where I can reach out to people to talk about the faith. Well, I'm not a debater and I'm like, I just don't debate with people. But then it was also prophesied over me that I'd be doing some sort of teaching. But then the thought of a podcast came up because I listen to podcasts all the time. They're free. They can reach anybody. Anybody can listen to them. And it's very convenient for people. And then also it was even more strongly put on my heart because my friend Naomi, she has her own podcast. And I was like, oh my goodness, I need to get on this thing. So go listen to Naomi's podcast. It's called Same, Same, But Different. And she is awesome. She is just the the realest girl you'll ever meet. And she talks about Jesus from her personal uh, encounters with him and just the different aspects of the faith. And she actually talks about our Camino trip on there with some of our buddies. So go listen to Same, 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 But Different from Naomi. And so I really want to do this podcast because I want to be vulnerable. I just want to be open to the Holy Spirit to speak life and to and for other people. I just want to be vulnerable and I want to love people. And Jesus has changed me and he can change anybody. And he came to give you life and life abundantly. And Jesus, he loved us first. So we love out of that perfect love that he gives us. And Galatians 5.1 has become my favorite scripture for freedom, Christ has set us free. So Jesus came to conquer and defeat sin and death for you, but he also came to set you free for something, which is authentic love, which is uh, he wants to give you life and life abundantly now. I know I said that a few times, but it's so true. Here and now, your life can change and be incredible here and now. And I just have fell in love with the king and his kingdom, and his kingdom is the Catholic Church, which both are inexhaustible and there will always be more that you can dive into. And Jesus is the way. He is the way to eternal life. He is the truth. There is an objective truth, an absolute truth. He's either in the Eucharist or he's not. He either founded a church or he didn't. So I want to talk about that. We should talk about the fa- the truth because the truth is never, it's, it's eternal because that is Jesus. And if we find the truth, we find Jesus. So let's talk about that. And then he is the life. He brings you ultimate joy, peace, and love. And he wants to fulfill all things in your life here and now. So he is the way, the truth, and the life. And in First Peter 3.15, it says, Be ready to give an account to the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. So I really want to do that. I want to do this all out of love. And in First Timothy 2.4, it says, St. Paul writes to Timothy, He desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And that's what I want to do. And then my patron saint was St. Augustine. He's this bishop in the 3rd and 4th century in Africa. He had this crazy conversion because he was in a highly intellectual man. And he had these high, uh, high uh, authoritative positions. 
and he was just after the desires of the flesh like he just did everything in life because he he was constantly going for that temporary pleasure that temporary desire that all of us have called concupiscence so but then he encountered jesus and that was after his mom saint monica she is incredible uh she was a christian woman and she was praying for his conversion and then he converted he is a awesome bishop of uh of Hippo in Africa in the third and fourth century. And he is this huge theologian of the early church. He's a church father. And I highly recommend anybody reading his stuff, especially the, his book Confessions. And what he says is just so true, is that our hearts are restless until it rests in the Lord. It rests in thee. And he was just a man after the truth. And I think all of us should be should be after the truth. And that's what I did, that's what I'm still doing. And I want to be here for everyone else to do that, to walk with me uh, on our way towards eternity. And and also the new evangelization and the Unleash the Gospel Letter by the Archbishop of Detroit, Archbishop Vigneron. Please just Google Unleash the Gospel Pastoral Letter and read it. It is getting national and, and, and world attention in the church. So in Marker 6.4, he talks about using media, and that's very similar to how, like, St. Maximilian Kolbe, he used media. He had the printing press in order to spread the gospel. So that's another reason I want to do this podcast. And then also, I think it's awesome to provide a perspective of a person that's not an apologist or a theologian or a priest or anything like that. I'm just a, a lay person. I'm a convert, and, like, I'm, a, I'm an accountant. Technically, to the world, I'm a nerd. So, <laughs> but I just I'm a person that loves his faith, and I just want to be vulnerable. So, I want to do this podcast in order to do that, and I really hope that the Lord just works through me through this podcast. I just surrender everything to the Lord to speak life into you, and I hope that this podcast will set people on fire for Jesus and His Church to reach Catholics, fallen away Catholics, to ex- better explain their faith and to understand the the treasure that we have as Catholics, and also to uh, to better explain it. And also, I want to reach my non-Catholic Christian brothers and sisters to talk about it because I was in the same boat, and I'm still growing. Like, there's people that are have been converted to the Catholic Church. If you go listen to Catholic Answers, there's guys on there that were Protestant pastors who converted to the Catholic Church and 30 years into their conversion, they're still learning more and more because this truly is inexhaustible and there's always more. And then I also want to talk uh, about, you know, reach the non-religious people too. So, and then uh, I really want people to come to know the truth. And I and Jesus wants all of his people to be in his church to receive the fullness of the Christian faith because he's in the Eucharist, he's in the sacraments, and there's abundant grace in all of those. And and all of the teachings of the Catholic Church are true. They're not ar- arbitrary rules. They're there to guide a human being to the fullness of life here and now, to f- complete freedom that Jesus offers. And Jesus speaks through his church. So, uh, and that's not to say that there's not truth outside of the Catholic Church because all faiths have truths in them, but the Catholic Church and the Catholic tradition contains the fullness of truth and and it contains the fullness of beauty and goodness as well. And what I really want to do is I, I think we live in a culture of indifference and confusion. So I want to bring clarity and, uh, into that confusion to to kind of flesh out the truth and also to pull out that indifference in us and to be on fire for Jesus and the church and the church and his truth. And 
I really want to live in like the early Christians did in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter two. They lived the life of repentance. They had a spirit-filled mission. There is tons of healing and and prophetic uh, ministry going on, but they devoted themselves. In Acts two forty-two, it says, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship and breaking of the bread and the prayers. So they lived a repentant life. They turned from sin and turned towards the Lord in heart and mind. They lived spirit-filled. So we have the, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts and Jesus can heal people and he'll work through us in our different charisms uh, to go and preach the gospel and to be strengthened in this life. But also they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Well, what is that? That is the living tradition and the living teaching of the Catholic Church, unbroken succession from the apostles and from Jesus himself. And they had fellowship. We are one big family. And breaking of the bread, that was slaying for the Eucharist. And and then also the prayers. So I want to live in a in in that. I want to live in that Christianity, and that is what is uh, available to the fullness in the Christian faith. And then, um, and I just want to say too, like being Catholic is not less; it's so much more. The the diversity in it, and yet we're all unified in one. The diversity in ethnicity and spirituality. The word Catholic, it's not that we're not a denomination amongst many. The, the word Catholic is used as a verb; it's explanatory of what the church is because it's the Catholic. Catholic means universal, so it's the only religion that goes throughout the entire world and yet we're so unified and it's completely freeing because I can cling to the church and their teachings and know that I have the mother of the church guiding me and Jesus right there in the Eucharist every single day. And then uh, just a a quick overview of the podcast. I'm going to start pretty logically. I'm going to talk about the existence of God why Jesus out of all the religions, why Catholic out of all the Christian traditions. Then I want to talk about the Eucharist, uh, Jesus in the Eucharist. Then I want to talk about Mary. I want to talk about the Eucharist because if that is truly the body, blood, soul, and divinity that the Catholic Church teaches, everybody should automatically consider becoming Catholic. And I want to talk about Mary because it's so sad to say because she does nothing but point to her son, but she's usually the biggest obstacle for people becoming Catholic. Then I want to talk about abortion and contraception because I think those are very uh, confused and upside down uh, thoughts that the world teaches us, but I want to draw out the truth in that. And also I want to bring on my incredible girlfriend on here because uh, for that specifically, because I think it'd be awesome to get a woman's perspective, but also she studied uh, St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body, and she gives talks on it. So she is going to be extremely fruitful for that topic. And then and then I want to talk at some point, maybe talk about salvation and healing. Um, and then I'll share like different speeches that I have given, uh, share words of knowledge or glorious stories that the Lord is doing. And I'd read a ton of books, so maybe I'll share something out of that. And then uh, anything that you want to send me a request or a question about, any topics about different morals or ethics or different faith topics of the Catholic faith, and I would love to talk about it with, with everybody. So if you do have a question, go ahead and email me at the email at the bottom and in the info box. It's crossingthejordan1 at gmail.com. And so all of those different topics and any topic that you want to talk about are going to be varying on different levels of intellect, I guess. It's going to be different levels of philosophical, logical, historical, and Bible literacy. And this is a faith uh, based on faith and reason. So we're going to stick just to that, to just compare love and facts to the fullest extent possible.
And I'm just so excited and blessed to walk this journey with you all. And welcome to Crossing the Jordan. Thank you.